Hello and welcome to The Kids Are Alright, a podcast especially for kids that's all about health, happiness and wellness. I'm Michelle and this summer we are looking into how we can help look after our planet. So join us this summer as we discover, learn and have loads of fun along the way. And as usual, helping me on this summer project is, of course, you know them well, my co-presenters Buster and Buddy. Hey, you guys, it's Buster! Hey, everyone, Buddy again. So are we ready to get this summer project on the road? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's go! The The kids kids are all right! So guys, last week we were speaking with Ellen Hagerty, vet, climate activist and one of the presenters on the podcast, The COVID Alarm Clock, which is all about how we can take what we have learned from the COVID crisis and use this to fight against climate change. Oh yeah, I really enjoyed talking with Ellen last week. I never really thought about how similar the COVID crisis and the climate change crisis really are. Yeah, me neither, Buster. But the best thing is that COVID has shown us how much we can do when we work together. And we can make huge changes in our lives when we really have to. So she and the other people who work to protect our world are now much more positive that the world can come together and take the big climate actions we need to stop climate change. Yeah, it was great to hear that. And it was really interesting to hear that there are so many positives for protecting our planet that we can take from our experience of COVID. And last week, we asked you kids to think about some of the changes you or your family have made during COVID that you can keep doing that will also help fight against climate change. The kids say... What? Oh, yeah. What we learned about coronavirus is that you don't always need to be in your car because we've mostly been at home, which could help us stop climate change. I think people started respecting what they have and started like recycle because they have more time to do it. They go out for more walks and respect nature more because they have more time to do it and they notice how fun it can be to move out of your house and stop playing video games. I thought I think that coronavirus has taught us that we should really respect what we have and not what we don't have and don't take anything for granted. Getting out and exercising more because we all wanted to get out and the only way to meet people was go outside. Well, I feel like during coronavirus, everybody has been outside more and if they have like a garden, then they spend more time there and they plant trees or they plant plants and they water them and it keeps them happy and it also keeps the planet happy. The kids say, what? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh, those kids noticed loads of changes that were made during COVID that we can keep doing and help our environment at the same time. Yeah, they have. So last week we chatted about how important science has been in learning how to fight climate change. So I think we should chat to Ellen a bit more about the science. So welcome back, Ellen. Welcome back, Ellen. Hi, buddy. Oh, I love last week's episode. (laughs) Hi, Buster. (laughs) So we were talking about science a lot last week. Yeah. Ellen, I have always liked science, but I love it even more now as I've seen just how important it is and how it can help people all around the world. I think I might even like to be a scientist when I grow up. (laughs) Whoa, Woody, I didn't even know that. (laughs) That's amazing because I'm a scientist. I'm a veterinary scientist. Wow. So, yeah, it's a pretty cool job. Yeah, 
Oh, I, I mean, I just thought it was amazing how the advice of the scientists have been so important in so many ways in learning about the virus, teaching us what we needed to do in order to reduce the spread of the virus, and then, of course, developing the vaccines and saving so many lives. It's just an incredible job, and you're one too, Ellen. That's amazing. <laughs> I think it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, science has been so central to our understanding of the virus and, and how to get out of, I suppose, the worst of it as well, isn't it? Yeah. If I was told before COVID that I wouldn't be allowed to do all the things that I love to do, I'd have to say you are crazy. But when the scientist explains why the schools had to close, why I couldn't see my grandparents and why I had to stay away from people, well, it was hard. But I understood why it was so important to follow their rules. And I just did it. Absolutely. So, you know, Buddy and Buster, you know, when we heard we had to wear masks and not hug our grannies and not have playdates, it was pretty sad. It wasn't very nice. But the thing is, when we understood why, suddenly we could understand. It kind of, it gave reason, it gave meaning to why we had to do these things we could we could understand mm. why it was important and yeah. then you know it was kind of like okay well we know we need to do this we know why so let's do this and we could then see that cases started to drop and the same it's the same with with climate science if we understand why we need to cut fossil fuels you know so we need to stop burning coal gas and oil why need we need to reduce emissions? So why we need to make changes around, you know, the cars we drive, getting on aeroplanes, all of that. Why it's important to walk and use bicycles and get the train or the dart or the bus. Why it's important to, you know, have less stuff. So, you know, less plastic, less toys, less clothes. That sounds kind of, oh, I can't have as many toys as before or maybe I can't have new clothes every month or every week. But if you understand why that it's actually going to reduce emissions that it's going to tackle climate change that it's going to make our air cleaner that it's going to make you healthier well then it's like oh actually you know what that trade-off isn't so bad i understand why i need to do that and maybe it would actually be a good thing yeah and you talk about how you know when you make changes for climate change and um, that there are extra benefits we get i suppose in a similar way to the changes that we made for covid which were hard but i think everybody can list a couple of things that have turned out good in their life like people getting out and starting swimming in the sea or mountain walking or spending more time with their family so the changes were hard but we knew why we were doing them but then there were extra benefits that came alongside those changes we made absolutely so my children's school we have this amazing cycle lane now that goes all the way to my children's school and it wasn't safe enough for a lot of children to cycle to school before covid yeah but we were really lucky that the local council they decided okay people need to be outside people can't do what they normally do let's build cycle lanes and now we have this amazing cycle lane and all of these kids can now cycle safely to school And so, number one, it means kids are out on their bikes cycling to school with their mum and dad, which is cool. But it also means that the noise from cars has gone down. The pollution from cars has gone down. So that's actually good for the planet. Um, So, so yeah, we call it a co-benefit. So it's just, it's it's like a win-win, which is really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, because me and Buddy, we started cycling our bikes to school as well since we've been back. And it's so much better and I'm fitter as well. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) I know, I love it. I just think it's brilliant. And people are starting to get out of their cars. 
brilliant, um, which is really good for emissions too. So we understand how all these actions help to slow down the transmission. And now, because of scientists all around the world coming together to develop and make vaccines, we can see an end where we can get rid of COVID altogether. I know it's so cool. It's absolutely brilliant. And that's that's like the technology side. So I think the thing is to remember the technology is kind of coming in at the end to kind of get us that last mile around COVID and to, to, to make sure that we're all immune, make sure we're all defended against the, the virus. But I think the big thing at the beginning was actually the government's actions and advice and our own actions. Yeah, you're right. The science and the scientists alone can't stop COVID. It's it's really that mix of the actions we've all had to take, like the social distancing and mask wearing and the science that's the vaccine that together will eventually be able to stop coronavirus. And this will be the same, I suppose, with climate change. It'll have to be a mix of our own actions and science to help slow down uh, climate change. And, and I heard you explain this on your podcast as like the way we have to make the cake first before we put the icing on top. Yeah. So the thing is, the, yeah, so our actions are, are like the cake. So we have to put all of the ingredients in to make the cake first. So our eggs and our flour and our sugar, everything that we need. And so that is us working as individuals to make individual change. Our governments telling us, you know, what the best thing to do is. And then the vaccine comes along and that's like the lovely pink icing on top of the cake. So we have some technology already, like solar panels, like windmills. But but really and truly what we need to do is we need to make the cake first. We need to actually reduce our emissions. That's the big thing we need to do is reduce our emissions. Oh, okay. So these actions are our ingredients. So what are the ingredients we need to put in the cake to help climate change? Oh, wow. So I suppose the first thing is the politicians need to put in some ingredients. So they need to give us really good advice and, and they all need to work together all over the world to make a plan. That's the first thing. And other ingredients that we can do straight away is that we reduce the amount of energy we're using to heat our homes, that we reduce the amount of stuff that we are buying, that we change how we travel, that we are um, really aware of things like wasting food and our diets. So, you know, food waste is, is a huge contributor to carbon emissions. So every time that you don't eat your sandwiches for lunch or, the, you know, that you don't finish your dinner, Trying to think about, oh, well, what can I do with the leftovers so that the food doesn't go in the bin is actually a really important thing. Or maybe if you don't finish your dinner, reducing the amount of food that you get in your plate in the first place is actually really important. Just use less stuff. It's, it's funny you say that, Ellen, because I think over COVID, we've realised how little we actually need, how simply we can live. Absolutely. And the amount of people trying to get rid of stuff from their houses as well, because we spend more time in our houses. So I'm on the, there's these amazing zero waste websites on Facebook. Um, it's been amazing. I've been getting free stuff. Like we got a pogo stick and we got <laughs> we got inline skates um, that somebody was giving away. And then we were able to give away loads of books and toys and yeah. all of the clothes that the children had grown out of. So that was brilliant. So that, that reduce, reuse, recycle message is still, you know, something to focus on, is it? Yes. Okay, so reduce, reuse, recycle. So I think the first thing is refusing stuff is really important. So just always ask the question, do I need it? So that's Mm. a really, really important thing. Um, And then reusing. So passing something on is is brilliant. So I don't know, does anyone here ever have to wear their brother or sister's clothes? 
Oh, yeah, well, actually, I get Buddy's clothes all the time. I love it because he's got deadly stuff. So when it doesn't fit him anymore, I get to wear it. <laughs> well, you know what, Buster? You're a climate warrior. Ah, so you're a climate warrior. <laughs> <laughs> so every time you use some, you know, you wear somebody else's clothes and you don't go and buy new stuff, now, you know, you can buy new underpants and socks. But... <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't want buddy smelly underpants. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can try or you take a book from your friend or you get a toy from your grown-up neighbour, that's actually reducing your, your carbon footprint. So that's actually really important. And I don't you know, do any of you ever leave the food behind in your plates or sometimes bring food home in your lunch boxes? Buster does it all the time. <laughs> I lick my plate clean. <laughs> and do you sometimes, does your mum throw food out of the fridge sometimes into the bin? Mm, actually, yeah, she does that quite a bit. Really? Okay, so there's a big win here in that food waste has a huge carbon footprint. I heard there was more emissions from food waste than from aeroplane travel. I think they're, they're certainly on a par and possibly the food waste is worse. Wow. And you know, that's something that we can really easily fix No, I'm not saying that everyone has to eat everything on their plates because sometimes it's hard to finish your plate. But you know what? Just get your mom to put less food on the plate in the first place. Mm. Or if you find every day you're bringing home half an apple because you couldn't finish it, maybe just take a half an apple to school. Or if your mom has some kind of slightly soft carrots in the fridge and the broccoli's looking a little bit tired, you know what you can do with all that stuff? Quiz it into soup. Because sometimes, you know... You can make soup out of these things. So just sometimes and maybe just buying less food in the first place in the supermarket. And if you're putting it into your bin, um, make sure it's going into the compost bin or that you've got a composter at home. Like we have a we have a wormery in our house. Ugh, what? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We put all our food and um, so we have a load of worms living in this special wormery bin and uh, they eat all the food and they change it into compost and then we can grow stuff in it, which is really cool. Wow. And they make this really smelly juice, which you can uh, make tea out of. Ugh, <laughs> you want worm tea? <laughs> the tea? The tea is for your plants. I don't drink it. <laughs> so food waste is something that we really, really can make a big difference uh, by making sure we don't waste so much food. Um, and then walking and cycling more, getting out of the car. Getting um, out of the car. And I love the way you talk about how, you know, kids have a voice and that, you know, you, kids can still have an influence on, on people as well. Yeah, so Buddy and Buster, are you guys old enough to vote? Uh, no, nope. I think so. <laughs> I can vote on what takeaway we're going to get on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so you do vote in a way. You vote at home. You vote to say, well, I don't want to eat this dinner or I don't want to watch this TV programme. And so you all sit down and make a plan as a family. Well, you know what? You guys also can influence your politicians. So you mightn't be old enough to vote in the ballot box, but... You can actually tell the politicians and your school, you can tell them what what kind of future that you want to see. So sometimes a really nice thing to do is close your eyes and imagine what a lovely future would be. And if that future has birds and insects and maybe trees and lovely park benches and cycle lanes and safe places to travel, you know, on foot or, or on your bike, you can actually tell people who can make those differences. You can tell them that that's what you want. So you can do that by, you know, telling your teacher or you can do that by emailing your politicians. So, buddy, you could probably write a a letter, like an email to your politician. But Buster, you mightn't feel confident to write a letter. So you could draw a picture and you could get your teacher or your whole class even to draw pictures or write letters to your politicians saying, you know what? 
we want to tackle climate change and these are the changes that we would like to see in our world. And politicians listen to these things. And because even though you're not old enough to vote, you influence your parents and the politicians will sit up and listen to you because they want to get re-elected. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> listen, Ellen, there's so much great advice there and we've learned so much over the last two weeks. It's been really interesting to understand that lots of the big changes that we've made during COVID are the same big changes we need to continue to make in order to fight against climate change. And we've got some really great ideas, I think, going forward as to what we can do in our own lives now to, to really make a difference. Yeah, because changes to our normal life that we have no control over will happen anyway as the effects of the climate change start to worsen. So if we start to make changes now that we can choose and control, then that is so much better than the choices being taken out of our hands, like kind of what happened with the lockdowns. Yeah, we do have lots of choices and changes we can make right now, I think. And, you know, I think from our experience of COVID, we know that when we work together, our actions can have a a huge impact, really, can't they, Alan? Absolutely. And you know what? Let's just all wake up to climate action. Absolutely. (laughs) Thanks, Ellen. See you, Ellen. Bye. It's time to rewind, recap, rethink time. Yeah. We got yo. It was really interesting talking with Ellen over the past two weeks. I never really thought about how the COVID crisis and the climate change crisis are connected. Yeah. Because it's given us a real-life experience of how normal life will be disrupted if we don't do enough to stop or slow down climate change. Yeah, by working together, we can do great things and make incredible changes to our own lives. And after all the changes we had to make during coronavirus, the climate change activists are now way more positive that we can make the big changes to slow down climate change. It was great talking to Ellen to know the science and the why behind the climate change crisis. And I just loved how she explained it, that before we talk about climate change, we need to understand global warming. And that's caused by too much greenhouse gases. If we think of the greenhouse gases as a coat, we need it to protect ourselves. But the problem is we have way too many layers of clothes on and we can't take them off. So the earth is getting hotter. Yeah. And that's not a good thing, because just like when we get too hot from a fever, we get sick and our body doesn't work properly, the planet gets sick from being too hot too, and it doesn't work properly. Uh, Like when we've extreme weather, like more hurricanes, storms or floods. Or like those crazy hot summers where we've had no rain, and that's really bad, because that means the farmers can't grow their food or feed the animals. Yeah, like Ellen said, it really is global weirding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I'm definitely going to try and do some of those changes like she talked about. Buy less stuff. Walk or cycle to school. Oh, I'm definitely going to try to reduce, reuse and recycle more. And I'm going to become Buster the Chef. And instead of throwing out food, I'm going to try and reuse it and help my man make stuff using all those leftovers like soups. Yum. <laughs> I can't wait to get started and become a climate change warrior. Hiya! <laughs> it's time to... Rewind, we can rethink time. Yeah! So guys, that's almost it from us. Thanks to all the kids who sent in their audio clips. And if you have a story, a question or a favourite joke, we'd love to hear from you. All you have to do is record it on the inbuilt voice recorder on an adult's phone and WhatsApp it to us. You'll find all the details on our website, www.thekidsareallright.ie <laughs> As well as loads of info on everything we talk about in our shows. Oh, and follow us on social media for loads of fun stuff and competitions. That's where me and Buddy take over. Yeah! yeah. 
Just look for the Kids Are All Right podcast. Oh, and don't forget, that's all, as in... A-L-L. Yeah, nice one, Buster. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this week's show. And if so, tell all your friends about it. And remember, guys, try to be healthy. Be well. And be happy. See you next time on the Kids Are All Right podcast. Kids, it's time. Are you ready? It's time to... Add a chair in the car! Or wherever you are. <laughs> Let's rock! <laughs>